Welcome, everybody, to the Robert, John, and the Wreck podcast. We are a five-piece rock and roll band from Orange County, California, that travels the world eating local foods, drinking local drinks, and melting faces. I'm Steve. I am Robert. I'm Henry. I'm Andrew. And I'm Warren. And welcome to episode 51. One episode 51. shy of a year. That's a lot. It's almost 52. I know, right? It's one more than 50, oddly enough. It is. Whoa, right, dude. right in between there. What? Is one more than 50? Whoa, dude. When did we start doing podcasts? Like, it, So we've been doing it for over a year, yeah, even yeah, though we yeah. haven't done episodes, right? The first one yeah. was uh, July 9th, 2019, I believe. Yeah. So, yeah. So we've been doing it for, for over a year, but... Uh, we weren't doing it as regularly in the beginning. We missed a few. Well, if we started on July 9th and it's August something, third, then we've only missed like yeah, four, four weeks. Four yeah. weeks. We only missed yeah. a few. Uh, pretty good. A couple because we were on the road and then the one where the computer overheated in Belgium. Technology. Yeah. What is it? You live and we even still live in your life. I even did them from the road. That's how committed we are. From the road. So committed. Yeah. Back in February when we went to the cruise. Oh yeah. That one was fun, man. In the uh in the hotel room in Miami. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we were kind of buzzed when we were doing that one. <laughs> Might want to go back and listen. Oh yeah. I haven't checked that one out yet. <laughs> yeah, we definitely oh, missed a couple actually, of episodes on the Mediterranean cruise. After that 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 hotel episode, we went in the pool and I scraped up my my elbows. <laughs> you still have a I, scar from it? I still have a scar on both of my elbows wow. from it. <laughs> I don't know. Oh what yeah, they when put you just a- jumped in the pool, that was it. That, that was that hotel. Yeah, yeah. Miami yeah. or something. Yeah, right? Miami. Where we got yeah. on the boat. <laughs> that was funny, man. I don't know what they put on the bottom of pools, but I'm sure it's like for traction or something. But holy hell, that shit rips you up. Yeah. I remember being it wasn't a kid. Even that like, bad. I don't know why it's scarred. Always have it on the like on the tops of my feet and stuff. The tops of your feet? The yeah, tops from of your like feet? from like diving down and then kicking, and you just kind of kick the bottom. But you can't really feel it because there's water resistance and well, stuff. That's but, why it says no diving in those types of pools. Yeah, but when you're swimming under the water and you're kicking your feet to propel you, I don't know. Was that yeah, the first day we savage. got there? Or the last day we were there. The first day. The first day. <laughs> Me and Steve went and did laundry for everybody because yeah. we're nice. Oh, and we got the Cubanos, man. Those were good. Yeah, we did. Yeah, dog. That was fun. And we were loading gear. Yeah. It was, it was like the smooth. nicest hotel we ever stayed at. <laughs> yeah. That was really nice. Marriott. Super fancy. Yeah. Super fancy. <sighs> Let's well, start in reverse order. War, how was your week? Scott, uh, down, Andrew. <laughs> Shot jump on down. The jumping's good. Uh, my week was good. Um, uh, what did I do last week? I don't know. It was just kind of a mellow weekend. I didn't do anything too insane. I, I saw a lot of friends and family and jammed a little bit. And uh, yeah, I guess it wasn't super eventful. I did see a lot of people though. So like, I had a lot of things going on, but it wasn't like you know I caught a shark or something crazy happened or I camped in Catalina or something like that. So kind of just a mellow weekend, but I felt like I really needed that. So yeah, what about you, Andrew? I finished Lost, which we will talk about soon. <laughs> it has to be its own segment because yep, uh, it, we've just been talking about it for weeks. And uh, 
I could see why people hated the ending, and I could see that people probably didn't even understand what happened in the ending. But we're going to, spoilers, uh, spoil the end of Lost and talk about it, because everyone who cares hates it, so it doesn't even matter. <laughs> um, I went to hang out with our producer, co-producer, engineer, uh, studio guy, Jeff Frickman, this weekend. He put a pool table in his backyard. Yes. So Jeff is like a super avid pool shark. That's his hobby when he's not doing audio stuff. I think he just, he's always wanted a pool table at this house, and he finally pulled the trigger. So he got a bar-sized Brunswick pool table that's super nice. He put it out in his backyard, and then he covered it with a, like, an easy-up. And then he nice. has a tarp over as well. So it was fun. We just played a bunch of games of pool. Did you win any of them? Yeah, I won a lot of them, actually. Wow. Nice. Um, Contrary to popular belief, we're all pretty good at pool. Well, at least me and you, Robert, are good at pool. Steve has his moments. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm horrible. Um, I have a fine, a very finite window of uh, beat Robert twice. drinks and too many drinks. And I will forever be proud of, of, of myself. That was too many drinks, that. Robert, though. <laughs> yeah. No, there Still is counts. an optimum pool. There Still is an happen. optimum drink to pool ratio yeah, yeah. where if you're like two drinks in you're the perfect amount of buzz yep. to not second guess your shots and you just knock them all in straight and then you hit like three and a half and then everything just goes downhill from there yeah you yeah, lose your it, confidence real fast and if you don't have any then you're completely sober so you're over analyzing everything you're doing yeah. which makes you worse than you normally are yeah there's a science i'm pretty sure yeah. So I was probably winning more games until the end. I think I hit a spot. We were just a, te- uh, just a tequila guy. So we were drinking tequila. And I think I had, I got like half a shot too many, especially with my extremely low quarantine tolerance. And uh, I started missing a bunch of shots. But not but yeah. the ones you were taking. Just the- Yes. Yeah. Red- redemption <laughs> it's like will a come. Give and, a give and take there, you know? Yeah. That's good. Henry? Uh, it's good. I'm I'm on uh, I'm on week two of East Coast uh, quarantine with my family and uh, just fun, just getting settled in out here and kind of yeah, just enjoying it. I guess there's dogs and uh, <laughs> they have two dogs and they're awesome and they're also insane and um, yeah, it's just nice. I haven't uh, seen you know my brother or my mom or my stepdad um, since last November, so it's cool just getting to kind of spend time together and hang and just do the thing and yeah, pretty much just enjoying it. Right on, nice man. It's a, it's good. Um, yeah, I don't really know what else to say. Uh, how about you, Robert? <laughs> I had a good week. Uh, kind of the same as. Uh, Warren, you know, just kind of going through the motions of life and getting stuff done and and rehearsing and playing music and um, played a private gig on Saturday for the first time in a really long time. That was yeah. cool. Wow. For 10 people. Wow. Um, which crazy. is, I guess, this is, I mean, I'll talk about this because it's interesting. Uh, for me, playing in front of 10 people in someone's living room is a little bit more nerve wracking than playing in front of 300 people on a boat. Um mm-hmm. And usually people think that that's complete opposite. Like, oh, it's only 10 people. You'll be fine. But for some reason, like you're in that, they're in that tight little room. Mm-hmm. And it's just like these 10 people are just staring at you opposed to when you play for bigger crowds, you kind of like, you can't really focus on every single face. So you're just kind of mm-hmm. there and you're in the moment more and you're on the stage with 
all you guys. Um, but it, it went well. I had a good time. It was. Uh, <coughs> And, Where are uh, people looking at me? Yeah, <laughs> uncomfortably <laughs> intimate. Yeah, and then you take a break and you're like, oh, okay, well, everyone's fine. We're just hanging out at a house party now. And yeah. then you go back up and you're back to... Anyways, it was good. Had a good time. Nice, and it's my, uh, my lovely woman's uh, birthday tomorrow, so... Yeah. Had a little family birthday for her yesterday, which was impromptu. Uh, and uh, that was cool. And, uh, yeah. I'm here on the podcast, and I can't wait till... Next Monday, when we find out who the first comment is, yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you guys all try hard. <laughs> How about you, Steve? Uh, my week was good, man. It was it was very productive. Um, I had a uh, I did the church gig on uh, last Monday before the podcast, uh, also today, uh, which has been amazing. Just getting to play with with uh, like AJ DeGrasse and Jules Rod- Rodriguez and and uh, Johnny Gomez. And Corey Cofield are all on that gig. And so for those of you guys that don't know, like these guys are just there you go. badasses. There you go. That's what I was waiting for. <laughs> they, these guys are just incredible musicians, man, that, that do just really great work. And for the last, shit, like 22 weeks, I've been doing like, you know, uh, worship tunes with them, recording, uh, uh, pre-recording the services uh, for Sunday church at a church up in Lakewood. And uh, it's been going awesome and it's just really nice to be in a room and be able to create and you know like track to record every you know every time every monday afternoon which has been awesome and then i had a uh a recording session in woodland hills on wednesday uh, i've been doing some top lining and session work for uh, a newer artist his name's john philbrick incredible guitar player yeah Go ahead, Robert. Uh, just since you're talking about it, you might as well tell the people that are listening and viewing right now because I didn't know what this meant until you told me. Oh, so you just yeah. kind of glazed glazed over the fact that you're top lining. Sorry, um, uh, but that might not mean anything to certain people. Yeah, so it might yeah, just be no, no. To talk you. about what that Is means. Is that the thing when you're at a party and you go to the bathroom <laughs> on top of the? the <laughs> I think that's an upper deck, dude. Isn't that? that that's a oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Okay, so, top lining? So yeah, so top top line writing. Are you sure? Yeah, pretty sure. <laughs> Let me look it up. Not not from experience. Urban dictionary. But, yeah, um, it's <laughs> it's writing uh, lyrics and melody over somebody else's instrumental and stuff. So um, I've been working. I think we've done almost ten songs now uh, with John uh, through Treehouse uh, recording up in Woodland Hills, and it's been really cool to just get an instrumental. And then just be like, hey, like this is what I think that the lyrics and melody should be. It's it's a different writing style than I was used to pre-quarantine. And I've been doing a lot of it lately, which has been really fun. And some of the stuff, you know, they end up keeping. Some of the stuff I end up, I'll be singing on, you know, after the demo process, once we start to actually, you know, record uh, record these records. And then some of them, like, you know, other people come in and and sing on it in my stead and they'll the producers will fix up you know lyrics and stuff and everything's kind of placeholder but um until it's set but that's been really cool so i got to go up and be in the room with the producers justin and dusty and the artist john and uh we wrote a pretty rad banger man it was really fun and then i had three gigs this weekend wow played it played at lacave uh friday and saturday night in costa mesa and they're doing like the parking lot 
dining. They set up a tent in the parking lot, and so I was just kind of out there playing solo, and that was really cool to get back to uh, playing dinner sets, and uh, and it was really fun, and people responded really well to it, and um, it was nice to just get back out and do that. And then Sunday, yesterday, I played at Blind Pig and Your Belinda, and uh, Zeke... Willett, who's here in the chat, and Christina Bunkers, who's here in the chat, both came with their family, hey, their yeah. families, and uh, made a lot of requests for Robert John and the Wreck tunes and my solo tunes and stuff. And that was just that just made my my whole weekend, man. Just you know, getting out there and playing for people that you know not only will come to enjoy live music, but also you know we have a history with with the podcast and with my Patreon page and everything and. And just people that we've known for a long time that, you know, came out to hang out with me for an afternoon. That meant so much. So that was definitely a highlight of the last couple of months. Right on. Yeah. Sweet. Well, before uh, we get to drinking and before we learn about the ending of Lost, I'd like to introduce our special guest that we have this evening. And I'm very excited to hear his views on Lost as well, because I feel like he'll either have some amazing things to say or he'll have nothing to say. Um <laughs> But he is in a band called Stone Senate, who we recently toured a little southern run with. And oh, yeah. we played with him over here on the West Coast. That's how we met him, at a place called Slide Bar. And he is just in a band with some great guys. And we always love seeing him and playing with him and uh, partying with him. Yeah. His name is Clint Woolsey from Nashville, yeah. Tennessee. Woo. Hell yeah. <laughs> How you guys doing, man? Bottom row. Bottom row. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for having me on, fellas. Thanks Thanks for for being here. Our pleasure. Good to see you guys, man. It's good to see you guys. Likewise. Good to see you too, Clint. I have to say, uh, I was listening in and the the whole uh, top lining thing. I had uh, sexual references like going through my head. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. So I was the only one. Yeah. (laughs) It's a lot more work than the bottom lining. We'll tell tell you that much. (laughs) Are you a top liner or a bottom liner? (laughs) Yeah, baseball's coming back, back, right? Pitcher, catcher, first base. All right. That was me. Are we, are we reverse order drinking too? Might as well Might keep as with well. the rhythm right, today. Oh boy, I'm uh, I'm pretty boring. Uh, I'm drinking water, just plain Ooh, old wow. water, wow. no bubbles. But it looks fancy. fancy. I've had water. Well, okay, well I guess my water. Ooh. So yeah, the top pops up makes a good. It noise. makes noise um, when you pop it. So I got one of those nice uh, filters. It's not a Brita. It's called Berkey filter. And it's a, uh, you like, supposedly you can filter lake water or whatever you want. Um, obviously, I use tap water. But uh, we actually did a blind taste test, me and Erica, because I'm super skeptical about a lot of sh- stuff like that. It's like, oh, you can just filter tap water. It'll be just as good as bottled. And we did it in a blind taste test, and I picked the the Berkey filter. So. Wow. It is kind of original water, but and it also the other thing is we realized how many uh, plastic bottles we were consuming, and I wanted to cut down on the bottle thing. So you go to Trader Joe's or Sprouts, and you get one of these Italian sodas that are super sugary, and then you dust those things really quick, and then fill it up with water. And yeah, that's uh, 
That's where I'm at. That's how you do it, man. Nice, man. Yeah. Very nice. Very yeah. nice. <laughs> what about you, Andrew? What you got? Oh, Bruce has a truly tonight. Ooh, yeah. what flavor, oh. Bruce. He was, he was drinking one of those the other night when we were doing our lesson. It's, you know, it's officially the summer. It's when summer. Bruce starts drinking Trulies. <laughs> yeah. It's too Bruce hot is drinking. Job. It's too Bruce Truly season. Yeah. <laughs> I got a, uh, an AHA. So nice. I've been doing more research on AHAs. Uh-huh. They're made by Coke. So this is like the Dasani of uh, sparkling, sparkling water. Yeah. And this is uh, black cherry coffee. Ooh, and the thing about these is they have the T1 and this one, I didn't know, have caffeine in them. So there's like a third caff, or it's as much as a third of a cup of coffee. And they're okay. They're whatever. This is, it tastes like black cherry. I don't know that I'd ever drink black cherry in real life, but it's interesting. And I like these. I like them more than the other one. The other one tastes like shit. The green tea. Does it, yeah. does it taste like coffee? No. Black like cherry coffee? Like, like if there's like coffee in it, there's the smallest amount of coffee. Yeah. I can't taste the coffee at all. So did you get did you get a whole pack of that one and a whole pack of the shitty tasting one that you had last week? Oh yeah. The the black cherry ones are gone. I had to save this one for the podcast. The shitty tasting ones are still in my fridge, taking up valuable fridge space. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> Amanda can drink those. Yeah. <laughs> I'm listening right now. Do you want the bubbles or don't you? Yeah. Clint, what are you drinking, buddy? Man, I'm just keeping it mellow with a little red wine tonight. Ooh. You know? yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. What I kind of red a little, wine? Uh, little, little mellow Monday night. Uh, it's uh, some Cabernet. Uh, <laughs> nice. Ooh, it's nice. good hangover. Yeah. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, I'll drink a lot of wine, man, but I like it for a, a little, little mellow evening, you know. Yeah, so, yeah, man. Wine Henry? is fine. All right, I'm, I'm pretty soaked on this. Um, so you guys all uh, met my stepdad Jan on the Mediterranean cruise. Yeah. If you don't know this already, my stepdad. Jan is the biggest Bob Dylan fan I've ever met in my entire life. <laughs> so, naturally, when I'm visiting him, he offers me this. Yeah. Oh, which hell is yeah. Heaven's Door. And he has all Ooh. three bottles. So, this is just one of the bottles. This is the Tennessee bourbon. That's what, I, and this is just like, this is crazy. It's got these wheels and these crows and stuff. And it's wow. Bob Dylan whiskey and. It's phenomenal. It's very good. I had the double barrel whiskey last night, so tonight uh, it's the Tennessee bourbon, and it is delicious. It's very good. Nice. Um, but uh, I could very well be biased because I also love Bob Dylan, so I could very much just be like, oh, it's made by Bob Dylan. It tastes amazing. Does it taste it could be good? A thing. But it's very good. Yeah, it tastes really good. I wish I had my sunglasses. It tastes so good, like a rolling stone. Ugh. Gotta get my whiskey stones. Yeah. What are you drinking, Robert? Um, okay. <clears throat> I'm drinking a beer by Uh-oh. Docent Brewery. Wow. What? Yeah. Shocker. Yeah. Um, but this one is a little special because it's my favorite one. Um, and they don't have it all the time. But they just tapped the keg of it last week so i had to go down there this weekend and grab a couple crawlers for the podcast uh it's called retreat i know i've had it on here before but i don't have it all the time because they don't it's not one of their ones that's always in rotation it comes whenever they decide to make it 
And uh, so I'm excited that I have it um, because it's just delicious. And um, it's an IPA. It's easy drinking. It's 6.8. And uh, I can't get enough of it. Hell yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Hell yeah, and dude. San Juan Capistrano, Southern California. Very nice. If you're nearby, go head down to Docent and uh, grab a retreat. Yeah. I'll put. I'll do this. And for those you of go. you in, in Southern California, in Orange County specifically, they do still do deliveries? Are they still doing the I believe delivery? so. Yeah. I believe so. I, I'm not sure, but why not? Yeah. I don't know sure. how far their delivery goes, but it's even better. Um, I know that they do come to Costa Mesa because they... Uh, delivered to my place, which was amazing. It was like the best version of the ice cream truck ever when I pulled up. <laughs> I was outside smoking a cigarette, and and the and, and the dozen van pulled up. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, oh, dude, I was so excited. It was great. It's here. It's here. It's here. It's here. It's here. Mom, give and me a dollar. That's a significant amount of distance to cover. If anybody's in Orange County thinking maybe they don't go to you, Costa Mesa and and Docent aren't exactly down the street from each other. Yeah. So they're it's willing to go far to drive. deliver you some yeah. beers. So you might as well take them up on that offer. Absolutely. And that's uh, awesome. Yeah. yeah. And their beer is fantastic too. And for all of you guys in Orange County, go down to their uh Go down to the brewery in San Juan Capistrano, and uh, I would highly recommend the Korean uh, Reuben sandwich as well. They have a bitch in the kitchen there, too, which is really good. And they there, have a big the open beer garden outside. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's really nice. Yeah, and just so everyone knows, the mileage between Steve's and Docent is 26.5 miles. So yeah. they, uh, they, they go everywhere yeah. in Orange County. Yeah, that's impressive, man. That's awesome. Very impressive. Deliver those beers. Do it. Got to come out here, Get Clint, and, and we'll go. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! I'd love to check it out. I'll bring a small bottle of Jaeger just so you have that on the side too. <laughs> <laughs> it's not too comfortable. <laughs> yeah, gotta have a small bottle of Jaeger. I don't know if you can ever, you know, go without your Jaeger. So, <laughs> hey, dude, I, I, I've been on a new kick. Have you guys oh. tried? Uh, Tried screwball peanut butter whiskey. Yeah, the peanut oh, butter yeah. whiskey. Um, <laughs> so it was uh, one of the main investors is a dude who's on the Padres in San Diego. And the first time we tried it was at this bar there called Winston's. Uh, I, did you guys try it there? I didn't. I don't no, remember. I, I tried it at a different time. Oh, I tried it. And I was like, this is going to replace Fireball. Like, it's so oh, much better than Fireball sure. to me. Do you, yeah. uh, do you like it? I love it, man. Yeah, it's some good stuff. They just picked it up here in Nashville not too long ago, you know. So I first had it down in Austin. That was like, wow, what is this magical stuff? Where did it <laughs> come from? You know. <laughs> so much better than Fireball, man. You know. Yeah, I yeah. There's it's no like the uh, there's no antifreeze in it. <laughs> oh, doesn't doesn't Fireball, fireball have anti right. antifreeze in it or something like that or? Similar chemical, probably or some but shit. That's funny. It tastes like it. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Steve, what are you drinking? Well, I finished my vodka, so I'm back to water, which looks the same, but trust me, it's water. <laughs> it's different. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go get. I'll get good. A little different. Next time, but in, in a little bit, but I feel Tito's. like you need different mixers now. You should like have vodka and Crystal Light or something like that. 
Well, you know, like to go packs of crystal light. Yeah. Like see, see, what's Ooh. funny is that like I did buy some uh, Pomplemousse LaCroix and then you motherfuckers drank it all. <laughs> you kept offering it to me. I know, but you didn't want to drink anything else. So I, it's, I drink I, I, I water. To be a good you just host, kept coming man. outside with them. Yeah, I know. That's okay. I'll get. I'll get more. <laughs> I'll buy you another pack. What I do you want from no, me? No, no, no. I, I, I don't want to make you feel better. It's, <laughs> I'll uh, buy you a pack to leave at your house. I don't. So I no don't want to drink them except me. I don't want pity bubbly. Okay, man. It's okay. I'm an adult. No, I, I am going to go to uh, CVS though and pick up some more. Because <laughs> you were bragging the whole time about how cheap they were and how many you had. Yeah. And then you're just handing them out, and now you're okay. complaining. Okay. About so a little, little bit of backstory. So the, uh, I, I do imperfect. <laughs> I do Imperfect Foods for you my groceries. You already told this story on the podcast. <laughs> Not today, though, but on another time. Well, so, yeah, yeah, uh, quick, quick rundown. <laughs> quick rundown. Uh, Imperfect Foods has a bunch of surplus shit, and it's great, and they deliver it to your door, and it's often cheaper than if you go to buy it at like Trader Joe's or Ralph's or anything. So I got some LaCroix, but they didn't have it this time for this week, and I was kind of bummed because I was going to get some more, but now I just got to go to the store like a normal person. Wow. Great. Blaming it all on me. Hey, tough times call for tough measures, man. Yeah, man. Anyway, funny you should bring that up, Robert. I did watch <laughs> the last episode of Lost. Oh my God. Yes, I uh, want to hear all about uh, why. This is the lost. This is the last no, exclusion. I just this uh, is the last, last time. This is the last time I'll ever talk about it, and I yep. never have to talk about it again. Okay, and then we can get into all the fun stuff. Henry, you can have your nine songs you want to play in this podcast. And then we can go home with our life. <laughs> nine songs. Oh, I'm just kidding. Um, No, so (laughs) season five was actually super interesting and weird. Season six, which is the last season, it all goes downhill and it becomes like just moving downhill terrible. But it had a really good last episode. (laughs) And I think whoever said the end of Lost is bad is wrong. That's all I have to say. I don't need to spoil anything. I just thought the last episode was better than a lot of last episodes of a lot of TV shows. If you compare the last episode of Lost to the last episode of Game of Thrones, the last episode of Lost is a thousand times better than the ending of Game of Thrones. Then the final season of Game of Thrones, I would rather watch the last episode of Lost all day than to have to see any of those final seasons of Game of Thrones. Oh, You're going to start so a bad. viral war on our so Facebook bad. page right now. Fight me. I think a lot of TV shows <laughs> have got to beat that last season of Game of Thrones. That last season was dog shit. I liked it. <laughs> I enjoyed it. It just seemed like yeah, it was the clip. My side. Dog it shit. seems like it was the clip. I also, also love the last episode of Lost. So. Two words. Plot armor. Bullshit. <laughs> Plot armor? Plot armor. Oh. Clint, do you have anything to say about the, the show Lost? <laughs> man, I've never watched that show, man. I, uh, it's <laughs> the one where the, like, the, the plane crashes on the island, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that, is that correct? Yeah, I've, I've, I've not seen it, man, but uh, I have heard good things about it, you know. Uh, I thought it was extremely terrible until season three, and we just sort of talked about it because my friends were re-watching it. I always thought it was stupid, too. I'd never seen it either, so this is the first time I've ever seen it in my life. But I just started talking about it on the podcast because I was spending weekends. You know, there's nothing to do here in L.A. I live closer to L.A., so... We're much more locked down than Orange County is. Yeah. Uh, when Steve talks about gigs coming back, there's nothing that came back up here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's outdoor oh, dining, uh, yeah. you know? So uh, I've just been staying home a lot. So I started to watch Lost, and it was terrible until it wasn't, and then I'm over. So 
I'll have to check it out, man. I'll have to check it out. I, I don't, watch your don't, game. don't waste your time. If you, I wouldn't if you, recommend it to my worst enemy. Clint, if you can, then you can come back on the podcast and tell us all about your thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, weird. right. So I'm down that, man. I'm uh, down. <laughs> I'm so glad I didn't waste my time watching all of that. I'm sure that like certain episodes were great and everything. Did, so has... Okay, so Andrew, has everybody the because you were watching it with the whole group of people from work, right? So yeah. So has everybody? Everybody's finished it now. No, they oh. haven't finished yet. Okay. Two people had seen it before, so oh, okay. One so other person were, hadn't seen it. She also hated rewatched it, so. it. Yeah. Why? I've been tempted to rewatch it this whole this whole oh, time wow. we've been talking about it. It's J.J. Abrams. The whole, yeah. Did you guys know J.J. Abrams directed a couple episodes of The Office? Really? Wow. Never mind. I, I was done talking about it. You guys kept talking about it. Henry, what are we listening to tonight? Well, um, I would like to talk tonight. <laughs> and I uh, I slipped up last week because I probably should have done this last week. But um, I have decided this week to talk about the uh, late Peter Green, who just passed away uh, a week ago today. Passed away july 25th of this year last monday and um personally i would consider him probably the second if not the most impactful uh blues or blues influenced guitar player to come out of england or sort of the british blues scene basically um and basically you know he just sort of changed the game in a lot of ways um he had this this sort of inimitable bluesy style that that uh you know that was sort of the in thing at the time when he was uh playing and um just kind of went on to impact a whole new generation of players um and is weirdly sort of a little bit lesser known i mean i think he should still be a more of a household name than he than he is because just a phenomenal player um so he was born October 29th in 1946 and uh, started teaching himself how to play guitar when he was 11. And by 15, he was playing professionally in the music scene in England. And then, um, interestingly enough, if you'll recall one of the earlier episodes of the podcast, I talked about a band called Camel. And uh, that band had a keyboard player called Peter Bardens. Now, Peter Bardens formed a group called Shotgun Express that had this little-known singer known as Rod Stewart singing for it, as well as a drummer named Mick Fleetwood. And uh, oh, wow. Peter Green played in that group. And then uh, he went on to replace Eric Clapton in the group John Mayle and the Bluesbreakers, which is how he met another, uh, or how he met uh, John McVie, the bass player, who basically... Peter Green finished his tenure with John Mayall and the Bluesbreakers and said, I'm going to take John McVie and Mick Fleetwood, and we're going to form Fleetwood Mac, basically. And uh, his Henry, we need to play yeah. a game at some point, and let's make a note of this. We have to do seven degrees of, like, Kevin Bacon or something with the UK <laughs> balloon scene. And right. just give Henry two people, and he has to connect them between right. seven names or less. <laughs> right, right. Nice. Yeah, it's it's insane how it just sounds like everyone played in each other's bands at some yeah, point. Yeah, who lived there exactly. in that era. So it's ridiculous. Like you go into this thing and you're like, "What? They played with that guy, and they seven like degrees of so Jeff Beck, or seven degrees of Jimmy Page, or <laughs> right? 
no, it's it's absurd. And uh, so um, around this time period, you know, sixty five, sixty six. Uh, this was when there there is this famous picture of uh, black spray paint on the side of like a shipping container that says Clapton is God, mm-hmm. um, referring to Eric Clapton, of course. And uh, because of the fact that he replaced Eric Clapton in John Mill and Bluesbreakers, a lot of people referred to Peter Green as the Green God. And uh, so he formed Fleetwood Mac with uh, Mick Fleetwood, John McVie, and then uh, two additional guitar players who are probably deserve some coverage as well, uh, Jeremy Spencer and Danny Kirwan. And, uh, yeah, they just tore it up. I mean, just a phenomenal blues lineup, basically. And uh, really, you know, a shame that it didn't last longer. Um, it progressed into sort of the superstardom that it did. But really, the original Fleetwood Mac is a completely different animal from what most people know Fleetwood Mac as today, basically. And uh, personally, it's my favorite lineup is that original lineup. Uh, they just they did so much cool stuff. Uh, between their, they did these really fresh takes on classic, you know, blues covers and stuff like that. And then they also had these really incredible original compositions, a lot of really great instrumentals as well. So it's it's definitely worth checking out their discography. Uh, the the early early Fleetwood Mac, I'm talking like '68 to like '70 or '71, I think. Um, can I can I interfere with your history lesson really? Quick? Yeah, yeah. Just What's to up? see if what I've heard is right. Yeah. Um, I heard that that fir- that album in '68, um, that that was like the first Fleetwood Mac album. They recorded in a studio that Peter Green's friend had, and they went in for like a certain amount of time between like 2 a.m. and like 9 a.m. when the studio wasn't being used, mm. and they recorded the whole record within that period of time because uh, someone that Peter Green knew let him in the studio for free. And that's why you hear something like, you know, like there's something on that record or maybe it was a live cut or something that's like, oh, I don't know the words of that song. They just move on to the next song because they only had a certain amount of time to do that. Have you heard could, that story? Could be. I, I didn't hear that story, but it okay. sounds like very possible because they were still pretty obscure. And uh, I think specifically in, in the UK, Fleetwood Mac kind of became sort of an overnight sensation, uh, particularly in that time period, uh, specifically in the UK. Um, so anyways, I'm, I'm going to play two songs tonight. I usually play only one, but I'm going to do two because Peter Green rules, man. Uh, you gotta, gotta give credit where credit is due. And, uh, I definitely, you know, have to say Peter Green plays a big role in what I do as an aspiring lead guitarist for a blues influenced rock and roll band. So the first tune that is going to be played is called the Green Manalici with Two Prong Crown. And uh, it was Peter Green's final composition for Fleetwood Mac. Um, and supposedly all the symbolism is sort of about money and greed. And um, this was kind of around the period where Peter Green had, had sort of gone down the rabbit hole of like LSD use. Um, so he sort of, disappeared from the music industry not long after this song came out. But I think this song is really sort of ominous and interesting. You can hear a lot of the roots of like heavy metal and stuff like that. Like you can hear all of that sort of stuff. Um, and then the other song, I just had to play this one on here. The, the one that's going to be played second 
uh, is called Need Your Love So Bad. Um, it was originally recorded by a guy named Little Willie John in 1955, and uh, it was covered by Peter Green's Fleetwood Mac in 1968. So uh, without further ado, Peter Green's Fleetwood Mac.
Don't try to hide. Oh yay, the blues has got me. Hey? Good luck. Ready? Start with a casserole. Ready? One, two, three. So 
bring it home to me I'll write it on a piece of paper, baby So it can be read to me Tell me that you love me Stop driving me mad Because I Need your love so bad Need a soft voice To talk to me at night Don't want you to worry, baby I know we can make everything all right Oh, listen to my plea, baby Bring it to me Because I need Your love so bad I'll mark the ending up. Yeah. Gotta love it. That's wow. Peter Green. Rest in peace. Rest that in legend. peace, dude. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Very cool. Classic. What year were those songs again? I feel like that last song went really well. Oh, when we were in yeah. one. <laughs> I, even, I think I disconnected myself. I was so into it, you know. <laughs> I truly disconnected, you know. <laughs> I love the use of strings too. Yeah. It's so like uh I feel like you don't really hear that too often. Yeah, especially not in the blues stuff. Yeah. Like yeah. such a cool combination there. I I never listened to much of Fleetwood Mac with Peter Green, dude. So I wasn't real familiar. But uh I mean I was just looking for the some Peter Green on iTunes, you know, to to buy, man. Yeah, yeah. That. That's really cool stuff, man. Yeah, it's great. It's it's uh my I mean like I said it's my favorite uh favorite lineup of that group, you know. It's like a, it's like they should have changed the name once they changed the lineup because it's a completely different thing altogether. Um but yeah, just amazing. I mean this this shit Peter Green did was just like phenomenal stuff. So good. And uh, so I I have a quick quick question. Mm-hmm. So like obviously a lot of the blues stuff is like um uh, you know, the same sorts of progressions. Did he come up with that kind of six, two, five, one thing, or was that still a popular progression? And then he kind of did his own thing with what he did there. Uh, to be honest with you, I haven't heard the original. Um, I'm guessing it's, it's based on the original because uh, there was a lot of songs following that actual form that were being released around the time that the original version of that yeah. song was released. So that's like, uh, I forget what the genre is, but it's, uh, it's, it's like swamp pop or something like that. It's, it's the same thing as, um, Oh, darling by the Beatles. Mm-hmm. Like the Beatles. Yeah. Oh, darling is like almost a carbon copy of that same, uh, same chord progression basically. Mm-hmm. But I think, uh, Peter green just sort of drew it out and, mm-hmm. and brought it to another level basically. But um, it, it's a it's a pretty common formula. It's like kind of like the 
I want to say Tin Pan Alley or something like that. It sort of follows the form of a lot of that kind of stuff. There's a lot mm-hmm. of that in like the Gershwin stuff and everything. Uh-huh. And yeah. The, yep. uh, the, the original artist was uh, 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 Little Willie John. Little Willie John. Yeah. yeah. Just classic, man. Yeah. I know how you got his name. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> hi That's funny. Yeah, that's what range too, man. Yeah, that he had, but, but just in in writing, and then what he choose chose to cover and everything too. Like, oh man, it was just beautiful player, man. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, he he's phenomenal. I mean, I mean, like the closest I've ever heard anybody get to like a BB King thing. Like he's just channeling that, especially on that last tune. Like you could hear all the all the sort of stuff he was borrowing, and yeah. um, it's interesting because there's like. Like, like there's a famous quote by B.B. King basically along the lines of, like, Peter Green is my favorite blues player. And for B.B. King to say that about somebody is pretty unreal, you yeah. know? So and that, that was what drew me to him in the first place. In the first place, basically, was, was you know, this is B.B. King's favorite guitarist, basically, or, or one of the, you know, one of his favorites, more or less. So Put his soul into that thing, man. Yeah, That's I mean, amazing. just cool. amazing. Just totally his own thing and still borrowing from all the great, great stuff, the great vocabulary and everything. And yeah, just phenomenal. Dude. Thank you. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem. And what great tunes to, to play back to back too, man. It was like so diverse. Was awesome. I was debating it because there's so, like I said, there's so much good stuff in, you know, the, the, those first couple of years of Fleetwood Mac, I mean, there's, there really is. And even just Peter Green, like even the stuff he did with John Mayle is phenomenal as well. And uh, I recommend checking that out as well. Um, it's all, it's all just so good. So it was hard to sort of pick the right things that would culminate. And those were, those are probably the two tunes I'm more familiar with. So it's like, I feel like it, that showcases the most range basically of like what he was doing, you know, and, and, uh, I'm I'm happy to do it. <laughs> That's what Very cool. Man. Right on. Rest well, in peace. <clears throat> and for all of you guys listening, uh, all of these tunes and everything from Henry's History Lesson playlist is uh, available on Spotify, which is in the description. Correct. And also here on the Facebook chat that I'll post up. And Correct. Uh, so go dive in and have some fun and learn about some amazing music from some amazing people. And speaking about amazing music from amazing people... Clint Woolsey, yeah, Stone yeah. Senate? <laughs> yeah, Clint, tell us about uh tell us about well, just a little bit for for if people don't know, we've we got to meet Stone Senate um uh, playing at the slide bar in Fullerton, California, which is very far away from their home. You guys are <laughs> Nashville based and we met you guys in as far west as you can get, uh in California, which was kind of crazy. <laughs> um, but it, it turned out to be a great thing. And we've, we've got to play shows with you in Louisiana and Nashville. Um, and I think somewhere else, I should, uh, uh, yeah, so should I, but it's okay. Uh, <laughs> we, we, we've gotten to, we gotten to go on the road with you guys and we've gotten to hang out with you guys. And, uh, you guys treated us properly when we got to Nashville, um, the first time after not seeing you. And, and we had a great, amazing evening, but, uh, for everyone who doesn't know who you are, tell us a little bit about about you and the Stone Senate and what you guys are up to. Uh, well, you know, uh, by the way, it was a complete treat, man, to be able to play with you guys and, and meet everybody that first time out in uh, in Fullerton, 
you know, mm-hmm. and uh, that was uh, that was really cool, man. That was a cool bar too, the slide bar, you know. Yeah. It was a treat uh, every time getting to jam with you guys, man. I'm looking forward to uh, to doing it some more, man. When the world opens back up and stuff, you know, definitely here lately, you know, we got we have two records out currently and it's been about three years since we had new music out you know and so we got six new original songs done and we're going in and uh september to do six more to have a complete record of original stuff but we went in and um about a year ago we went in and and did two cover songs that we kind of uh, the first one being The Fireman, which is an old George Strait song, you know, from, uh, I think, 83 or 84. He, he had the hit on it and stuff. But we kind of, like, bluesed it up, like, yeah, like shimmy shuffled it. Yeah. <laughs> it, you know, uh, it's it's way different, you know, than the original. The original is, like, super cool, man. It's just Texas, you know, country kind of honky-tonk stuff. But me and the other four guys in the band had, had all played it separately and, like, other cover bands you know what i mean and we always played it like the original way that that it was done and so long story short we we did a, a little like a bluesy kind of almost like a texas shuffle kind of version to it i guess but uh which i thought really came out cool man um and so we figured we'd release that one and we were supposed to release a second cover we, we redid the the old band song uh the night they drove old dixie down you know, oh, nice. but in today's ah. environment and stuff, man, we, we figured it, it, you know, may not, it, although it didn't mean we didn't mean, or they didn't mean anything bad by it when they wrote it. You know what I mean? That we just didn't want to uh, ruffle any feathers and stuff, I guess. Mm. So uh, we're saving that one. Uh, but it, that version came out really cool too. Basically the fireman's been out for a couple weeks. Uh, it's on, you know, Spotify, and Apple music and, and all uh all the streaming platforms and stuff. And um, we'll have our first uh, new original music single out in September. And then cool. uh, towards the end of the year, first part of next year, we'll, we'll have the full record and stuff, you know? So uh, it, it's, it's cool, man. We're all jazzed and pumped up, man, to finally have some new music out, you know, <laughs> that, yeah, that list gets old after a few years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> That is weird about that song, because as someone who grew up in California loving that song, I always just thought it was the story of it. I never thought it was this anthem for, you know, like the Confederacy. I just, it was a story about, you know, the Civil War. So it's really funny that, you know, you're saying that. And then, well, one of my coworkers from the South, like, actually heard that song. He got, like, uncomfortable singing it around people in L.A. And I'm like, what are you, what are you talking about? But, uh, you know, it really, I guess, does mean something different over there. So that's... Uh... Yeah, well, it, you know, it's like it's a story about a, a Confederate family, you know, and they lose their oldest son, I believe, you know, like during the war. And it, it it's it's pretty interesting storyline if you, you know, re- read the lyrics and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's pretty cool. And then, you know, you can't beat the harmonies. You know, the band always really loved all the all the, you know, the harmonies that they did and stuff. And we're all big fans of, of the band, you know, yeah. it, it was yeah. cool, you know, to, to redo it. And, 
uh, at some point that thing will see the light of day, I think. Yeah. <laughs> when things have cooled <laughs> off a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, right. and it's it's interesting to note that and my my stepdad Jan is on here. Yeah, Jan. It's interesting interesting to note that that was written by uh, Robbie Robertson, who's Canadian. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the world keeps like getting weird. It's a story yeah. song. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah, it's just yeah. supposed to be a story from perspective. You know, if right, you right. found someone's like notebook from that era, that's sort of what I always thought about that song yeah. as not as like a the South will rise again kind of anthem or something. Right, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 I, I don't think it's. I, I don't think it's so much like a South will rise again kind of thing, like like you're saying, you know. Yeah. But but I can uh, see how the kids think that now. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I, it'd be easy to ruffle some feathers, yeah. you know. But uh, but one day that thing will see the light of day. I think you know. So nice. Well, we we are gonna we are gonna play the fireman. Yeah. That you guys okay. came out with on here. Um, but I have a question. Oh, I have a question for you. Um, before we do that, and it's just to get to know you a little better. Sure. What, what and something that I might not have just ever asked you, and if I asked you, we were probably both at the bar drinking, and I don't remember what the answer was. <laughs> what did you do? What were you doing before Stone Senate came into play? I mean, what was you know what was uh, happening in your life before you got into that? Man, uh, I was playing in a <clears throat> predominantly cover band, you know, for about. 10 years, uh, you know, like doing the Nashville thing where, mm-hmm. you know, you do one to two, maybe three, you know, uh, gigs a day. Cause they're in like the four hour blocks, you know, yeah. up, that are down on lower Broadway and stuff. And then for about eight years, uh, the last eight years, I was in a, uh, the house band at a bar called losers, uh, here in Nashville and stuff, you know? And so, uh, and it was like predominantly, well, I, it was, it was a lot of country, but it was like the older country stuff, you know, like the seventies and eighties and uh, some nineties stuff, you know, and, uh, and a little bit of classic rock and stuff. Uh, but while I was doing that, you know, I always had a, another band of, of all original stuff, but we just, we were just playing here and there, you know, wherever we could or whenever we could, you know? And so once I quit doing that band, I just kind of focused full time on Stone Senate, and uh, and actually I have a funny, the funny story. Uh, the name of the cover band was Hotel Coral Essex, and I don't know if you guys ever saw Revenge of the Nerds too, Nerds <laughs> of Paradise, but the hotel they stayed at was Hotel Coral Essex in Neon, <laughs> and some of the some of the Neon was burnt out. So it spelled hot oral sex, you know. <laughs> so we thought that would be like a great name for the band, you know, Hotel Coral Essex, you know. That's you know? hilarious. That's great. What was the name of the, the original band before Stone Senate that you were in? Uh it well, it was called mm-hmm. The Shakes. And uh we, we tried to uh copyright or trademark that name. And I think it was like Bruce Springsteen's original drummer own that own that name hmm. you know and like so we were like ah well I, we better change the name you know and then come to find out there's like a ton of other bands at that time called the shakes you know and so it just all worked out for the best i guess you know <laughs> nice <laughs> how long have you been playing with the guys who are in stone senate now i guess right around 2012 is when we changed the name and so the 
two uh, original guys that are still in it now. Me and Paul, the bass player, Paul Zettler, we had started it with a couple other guys. And then slowly, you know, guys, you know, leave the band for whatever reason, you know. And and uh, and so uh, the the last uh, member to, to join uh, what the band is today, it was Ted. He joined a little over a year ago, you know. So, yeah, man, so since, since about 2012, though, you know, it was when we changed the name and stuff. It's hard to believe. It doesn't feel like it's been eight years, but, <laughs> you oh, know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, happy to be playing with all those guys, man, you know. As you guys know, man, like being in a band and traveling around and stuff, you be kind of you become family, you know oh, what yeah. I mean? Absolutely. You get real close, man, and, and so that, that's a cool thing. And I always thought it helped musically. You know, the more time you spend together, it, it helps you become a tighter band. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and ride better and, you know, and all that. So it's a good deal. And you guys <laughs> yeah. just rip and bring the party, too, man. Yeah. God damn. <laughs> try to, so man. fucking fun. With that Jaeger kicks in the room with you guys, man. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I think last time we played with you in Nashville, you guys brought you guys brought the party way too too much yeah <laughs> and that that night kind of ended quickly but i'm glad i'm glad paul's okay and yeah. we all moved on I, yeah i yeah I, I think that was a severe hangover uh from a few <laughs> days of really tied it on and he kind of uh caught up with him there you know yeah. dehydration's a, dehydration's hell you know yeah, that was, that was yeah. scary for a little bit but yeah. Yeah. okay oh yeah he's doing uh, much better man how many of those eight years have you guys been on tour or been touring around the country? Uh, you know what, man? Like one of the first big like tour tours we did was with uh, the Bullet Boys, uh, who were like really popular from Hollywood back in the uh, back in the eighties. And so we went out with them for about a month back in like two thousand fourteen, I think uh, two thousand fourteen or two thousand fifteen. Uh, from then on, it was like, well, man, that was great, dude. Let's let's like do this as much as humanly possible, you know. And then you go for so long without making any money, <laughs> you know what I mean? And then yep. you, know, you, you finally try <laughs> exactly what you a little money, you know. And it's like, ah, thank God, you know, so you made a little bit of money, you know. You take home, uh, you know, maybe a hundred bucks a guy or something if, if you're lucky, you know what I mean? And um, you know, so as you guys know, you don't do it for the money; you do it for the passion. You know, and and then you, you hope, have to because there's you know, no money there, <laughs> right? Yeah, man. You hope the payday comes around. You know, but uh, so it's just kind of been steadily adding more and more shows each year since that first tour with with the Bullet Boys. You know, and we, we lucked out by getting that. You know, but uh, and that was a, a real learning experience. <laughs> yeah. That's sort of what happened to us with the Rival Sun stuff. We were on tour as much as we can humanly possibly be at that age, and that was probably easier to do it than now because now we have like 10 times the responsibility of when we were younger. Right. But uh, we did the Rival Suns thing, hit a bunch of spots, like, you know, thought it was the greatest thing in the world. And then, you know, it's like, how the hell are we going to pay our bills and try to be out here at the same time? And it just, you know, no one tells you about the business side of things. Things have to be paid for. And then if a record label, if you do get signed to a record label, they're just basically gambling all that money, hoping that you make it anyways, you know? So right, you're either yeah. gambling your own money or you're gambling someone else's money. 
And that's why so many bands that do get signed just blow up afterwards. It's like, there's no way they're going to uh, be able to like, afford like what they were doing before. Yeah. So I feel like there's all these smoke and mirrors around the music industry that are coming down with bands like us going like, oh, yeah, like that's not that's not affordable. And all those stupid. uh, Have you ever seen the articles that come out where people go like I did a I did a 10 week tour in the United States and I lost ten thousand dollars. And I'm like, yeah, because you're a stupid business person. <laughs> right, yeah. Any, you made like 100 grand on that tour and you spent all of it? Like, how the fuck did you do that? Because, you know, if I made 100 grand on a tour, we'd be sitting around like with, you know, 98 grand. Yeah. <laughs> Eating Vienna sausage, you know. Yeah, exactly. Tour, man. <laughs> or was it eating cans of potted meat, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hormel chili with beans and goldfish for us. That was goldfish. that was the early yeah. days. That's right. That was, uh, chili with goldfish. It'll change your life. It kept better than real cheese. So, but gave you all the same benefits. You know. That's right. <laughs> all about that uh, top, bro. It's good. How has the lockdown been in Nashville? Ah, it sucks, dude. I, I mean, <laughs> straight up, man. It's like. Uh, you know, it happened in, in March, you know, or it started in March. And, um, uh, you know, like a full calendar, a full summer of shows just started dropping, like, boom, one after the other. Mm. And, you know, and like Nashville's like back on this phase two thing, you know, and um, where all the bars and restaurants have to close at 10. And then you have to, you know, it's, it's face masks and stuff. But it's like, I mean, even just driving around Nashville, uh, there's like not even half the people, you know, like the traffic wise, it is not even half of, of what it was before COVID started, you know. Yeah. But I mean, I know everybody's affected by it. So when I say it sucks, you know, I mean, I'm, I, I know. Oh, everybody, no, we get you know. it. But, and then I'm sure a lot of people who come to Nashville are tourists trying to see, you know, the, the special thing that you guys have there and. You know, to not have that bump, you know, there's probably half the people there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. It's, uh, I mean, we, there's still some tourists and stuff, but, you know, I mean, a lot of the bars are closed, you know, because, like, if you don't serve food, you can't be open right now, yeah. you know. And so, and, and so they, the Nashville keeps <clears throat> going back and forth from like phase three, which is like everything is open, back to phase two, and then, Maybe back to phase one, you know, where it's where it's only takeout and delivery and essential businesses, you know, and stuff like that. So it's it's confusing, man, to keep up. It's like from day to day, you try to figure out which phase you're in, you know, where you can and can't go, you know. And so, um, you know, but uh, I guess it is what it is, you know. (laughs) It's exactly how it's been in California. It's basically like they just keep changing their minds about stuff every day. So we might, you know. Restaurants are open. Just kidding. Just their patios are open, and people have to be six feet away. Yeah. And, right. <laughs> you know, it's like you know a business that would have been open, you know, on the inside, but people can be six feet away. Like you could do that in Orange County, but you can't do it in yeah. LA County. So even between going back and forth here, like I think I not uh, in Orange County anymore. You can't be inside anymore. Oh really? Yeah. Nope. But we do have a lot more parking lots here than yep. LA. It's all parking uh, lot. Everything's right. moving out to the curb anymore. And parking lots and blocking off parking spaces and um, they 
closed off a lane of traffic in downtown Pasadena. Oh, wow. So they're, you know, they took the sidewalk and they took one lane of traffic oh, wow. to get people more eating space. Wow. Damn. That's crazy, man. I mean, you think you guys will stay on that phase? I mean, like through the end of the year, or is it just kind of, it's just back and forth. You don't really know. Yeah. You know? Steve had three games this weekend, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> all of them were outside. Yeah, hey, man, that's that's yeah. cool, you know. It was Take cool. Yeah, yeah, but it, it's a hell of a lot. That's easier how we judge how Orange County's doing. Yeah, how many gigs? How many gigs did you have? Eight. Oh, okay, like we're oh, doing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's 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 different though because like the like the pay is less than it used to be, you know, because everybody's still trying to figure it out and kind of lick their wounds and and like I want to help because I want it to come back in the normal sense of coming back when it's safe to, you know, but like, there's no way that I could go out and do a duo, you know, or trio or, you know, have the full band out for what they're able to afford, you know? Right. So it's, and, and you, and I don't want to have anybody extend themselves beyond their means, obviously, because you want these, you want everybody to succeed, man. Like it's all same team with a lot of these venues and stuff. And, it's like if we can do a whole night here, you know, and keep the safety measures in place and stuff, then that's cool. But, you know, they're just still trying to scrape by. And a lot of people are freaking out about, like, losing their spots and losing their leases and, you know, what it's going to mean or, like, you know, what loan do we need to get to be able to ride this out? Because these people that run these spots have put their lives on the line. Like, they're livelihoods at stake to keep this going and you know or having to dip into their savings just like most of us are right now you know all right oh yeah yeah it's like how how do you continue to be uh trying to be respectful of the service that you provide as a musician but also not be insensitive to what other people are going through and stuff and it's a really delicate balance man like it's tough like and then you still have no guarantee on how many people are going to show up, <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. I think so, a lot of people are still scared to, to get out really, yeah. you know, I mean, those bars in Nashville too are like huge, mm-hmm. you know, but, uh, <laughs> on Broadway, it's like four stories of party, you know, it's insane. <laughs> yeah. And there's a band on every floor. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, most of lower Broadway isn't even open, you know, cause a lot of those places don't have food. Like, What's yeah, I was just going to say, is Robert's open? Because they have Robert's open sandwiches. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that place is open, you know, but like <laughs> all the other places, you know, they only serve like potato chips or whatever. I don't think they're letting them open up, you know, yeah. so. <laughs> it's a bummer because those places are, you know, four stories or like, you know, two stories or gigantic <laughs> spots, you know. It's like, oh, you don't serve food? Uh, it's like, well, we're making the fourth floor into a kitchen we're putting a bunch of barbecues in so we can yeah. open, you know? Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. <clears throat> absolutely. I think people are here just, you know, what, like they're kind of doing out there, just trying to do whatever they need to do to uh, reorganize their places. You know what I mean? So they can yeah. be open mm-hmm. or outdoor seating or adding a, you know, a little kitchen or, or whatever, some fried bologna sandwiches, you know, <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever oh, yeah. works, you know? Uh, winners and losers is like kind of indoor outdoor, right? It's really outdoor, but it's uh, uh, how how has that been holding up? Because that's it's that's in a different part of Nashville, right? And then 
some of it's kind of inside, but it's really outside, but sometimes it's covered and stuff like that, right? Yeah, that's all considered, it, you know, technically it's outdoor seating. Well, that's good. Stuff, you know, but um, uh, uh, Losers has been closed the whole time, but uh, Winners, uh, because they have a kitchen, so mm. they've been open, you know, mm. and um, uh, they've been rocking it pretty good, man. There's, they get, uh, you could be at like 50% capacity, you know, and uh, I mean, they're like, Walk in the line, man. Yeah, you'd have to. So it's, you know, but, uh, you know, a lot of people still come out, you know, believe it or not. You don't really see a whole lot of masks, you know. I guess once you start drinking, you don't really think about it, you know. But um, (laughs) but, uh, because Losers and Winners is in Midtown, which isn't very far from downtown. It's maybe a couple of miles. And so uh, that's about the only thing that's open in Midtown. You know, and then, like I said, downtown, there isn't much open, you know. And so um, it's, uh, I mean, it's it's almost a ghost town, it's especially after 10 or 11 o'clock at night, you know. I mean, there's like nobody else. It's, That's it's, so it's pretty, wild, man. It's pretty bizarre, man. Yeah, you know. Wow. Do they turn off all the neon? Like if you drive down that, I would assume all the neon would be off, right? Because everything's closed. Yeah, I don't know why, but they leave it on, man, like 24-7. Oh, you know? Wow. Interesting. Yeah, I know it, right? They just can't find the breaker yeah. switch, you know? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's all on the same, like, 600-amp circuit or some shit, probably. <laughs> There's one tiny switch, like, underneath Bridgestone that no one yeah. knows where it is. From yeah, whoever built the whole Somebody downtown area, they're like, yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> it looks pretty cool when the whole, like, when Lower Broadway is, is totally empty and no cars, it, like, normally at like four in the morning or five in the morning and all the neon is still on, you know, yeah. kinds of stuff, man. It, I think it looks really cool, you know? Yeah. Time to uh, shoot a music yeah, video, theory. man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You'd have to do that in front of a green screen and do a lot of post-production and stuff, you know? Otherwise, oh, dude. Yeah. You time. could do some really cool video stuff yeah. or even pictures, you know, yeah. Yeah. anything like that would be really cool, you know? Well, Like a zombie movie. Yeah. <laughs> A zombie movie. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, shut down. Yeah. But what's, the, uh, what's the Walking Dead, man? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah. Go, go. Roll, roll, us out, roll us out of phase two into phase, I guess, three or even four would, would be really <laughs> cool, you know. So I don't know how high their phases go yet. Yeah. We've only got three so far. <laughs> phase yeah. I think there's a book, right? Yeah, there's, right. A, there's a whole uh, planning manual. Yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. We're going absolutely. Through. Yeah. We really know we've gotten out of the quarantine when we're at phase eighty six. Yeah. That's yeah. right. You gotta download the phase the phasing app. Yeah. Know where you're at, you know. Yeah. It's gonna be like episodes of Lost, you know? Like, yeah. it's just not gonna make sense until finally it the, makes sense. The first three are gonna yeah. suck. Well, once you get to four and five, it's the last one. Yeah. Yeah. Lost yeah, episodes one. are kinda like that where you need to get to the second season in episode twenty before it starts to get good. Yeah. <laughs> Mark from uh, the UK said the UK is just as bad, man. Yeah, we're feeling it everywhere, dude. It's, I, it's, it's terrible, nuts, man. I, I hate it, you know, but I guess what what are you going to do, you know? Yeah. So, say, Andrew, and shout out to James here? from Stun Senate. He uh, said hello in the chat from What's Southern that? Mississippi. Ooh, so, yeah. Hello Who's there, that? James. Oh, James. Yeah, man. I saw uh, Chris Sauerbrise watching too. Yeah, yeah. He's on there somewhere. <laughs> Clint, you've been in Nashville your whole life. Is that true? 
I have, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to run you down, and maybe some of the other Robert John guys can think of some things. But you have to tell us all the best spots in Nashville for these specific things. Are you ready? All right. And if, if any of us have been to them, do we get points or something? <laughs> no, I don't know. Do you? We're not playing Nashville bingo. Or is oh, that yeah. what we, we can play Nashville bingo. Everyone fill out your cards. If you win, you get to make yourself another what? drink. It's like never have I ever. We hold up five fingers and yeah. like, no. yeah. ready. All right. Where is the best Nashville hot chicken sandwich? Oh. Uh, Prince's hot chicken, man. Uh, and it's in a really bad area of town. It's kind of scary to go in, you know, after, you know, midnight or so. Um, but uh, by far, definitely the, the best hot chicken, man, for sure. And what was that called again? Uh, it's right there I now. wanted to go there, but it was way far out of the way. I, yeah, man, I heard about it. But... 10, 10, 12 minutes from downtown. I think yeah. they have a food truck now, too. You know, that, that's a big thing here, too, is the food trucks. You know, but That's a damn good uh, hot chicken. And like, like the the uh, the mild is is hot, and so like the hot is like really excruciatingly hot. Sounds you know? like my cup of tea. Yeah, it's good, man. Sounds it's like my really piece hot, of chicken. <laughs> it's good stuff, man. You know, good. Typically, Henry is a lot closer to Nashville right now than we are. So yeah, yeah. Where where are you, Henry? I'm in Maine. Oh, okay. I got you. <laughs> Probably just as far. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Because, because you're always one of the most well-dressed people in the room, where's the best Nashville Western wear store? Huh, that's a tough question, man. I, you know, there's some cool, like, uh, thrift stores, you know, that, that specialize kind of in, like, I don't know, uh, like the vintage Western wear, you know? But, uh, you know, th- then you have like your like boot country and stuff like that, you know, that that has like what you would if you thought, well, hey, I'm going to go to Nashville and I want to like look like what I think Nashville people look like. You, know? <laughs> you can get you a cowboy hat, you know, and a, you know, a, a, a kind of Western shirt and stuff and, you know, some starched blue jeans, you know, it kind of just depends on what you're looking for. But uh, then there's some cool stuff at those stores too, you know, but uh, I, I like going to the, you know, finding like the old vintage Western wear kind of stuff. You know what I mean? I always think, uh, I mean, there's a ton of really cool thrift stores, you know, around Nashville and stuff. Um, so uh, that's where uh, we always go. That's where we look for all our Western wear stuff. Yeah, man, it, it's cool, dude. You know, it, they got some of like the old, you know, like uh, like what you'd see cats wearing like in the '60s and '70s. You know, like the vintage kind of stuff. You know, and, uh, it's it, there's some cool stuff. You know, I can't ever find it in my size. You know, all, <laughs> I can all, all the shirts. Are <laughs> yeah, just my vibe. <laughs> just to let everybody know, Clint's like nine feet tall. Impossible. <laughs> yeah. um, Clint's part there. giant. Clint's uh, grandfather was actually a giant. His name was Goliath. That's right. (laughs) Don't get on his bad side. Right. (laughs) All right. Where is the best bar to drink in Nashville? I know that's a bad question because 
like the the real answer is you go bar hopping. Everything's yeah. so close to each other, you end up at ten bars by the end of the night. So yeah. yeah so yeah. is your question more like like to go sit at the bar and just drink? Like like a no bar no. This is the bar to get drunk. Like where do you where, maybe okay. like this? Where do you love like when you're you're going up, you start at like one bar and you get to the next bar. Where do you want to end up to be like the most party person you could possibly be? Where's like the biggest party at? Uh, you know, I mean, Losers is really good to, to start and maybe finish at, you know. Or, or that's very true. That, you know, uh, that, that's always a, a good spot. They are uh, really good at, at and very nice about kicking you out at the end of the night. Yeah. Just from, from experience. <laughs> They're they're very right. kind about it. They're like, you know, hey, uh, finish your drink, but uh, we're close, so you gotta you gotta go. <laughs> right, like, cool. right. Yeah, no problem. Here you go. <laughs> free popcorn. Free popcorn. <laughs> it used to be free peanuts too, man. But mm-hmm. I think the rat problem got really bad. So <laughs> popcorn now. <laughs> That's Midtown for you, huh? That's right. That's right. <laughs> Uh, man, there's some great bars though downtown, like Roberts. I know you you guys hung there, and I, I, I always like going downtown, especially on like Sundays and bar hopping. You know, even like the touristy spots were were cool. You know, because there's always live music. You know, at each place, and you bounce in and pound a couple of shots and a beer or two, and then roll over to the next place, and you know, so on and so forth. There, you know. <laughs> Nashville is fun. It's a. Uh, it is, man. Yeah. It's like its own version of New Orleans. You know, there's so much live music and it's so exciting and there's so many people. When it's rolling, you know what I mean? Like when it's going. Um, but man, those weekends on Broadway are like insane. And they just end up in so many places. All right. I know. Right? The best burger in Nashville? Uh, probably Brown's Diner, which is kind of close to Midtown. Um, it's uh, it, it's been there since like the '30s, maybe, uh, and it's like just a little shack. Uh, used to be like a little caboose-looking building, you know, and they added on a small little dining room. And uh, I don't think they've cleaned the grill since they opened back <laughs> in the '30s, which maybe I, I think makes the burgers so good. You know, uh, they got good chili and uh, hush puppies and. Uh, and draft beer, you know, which is all puppies. Stuff. It's good, man. It, it, <laughs> I, I think that's probably the best burger in town, you know. Brown's Diner. That, you know? All right. Diner. Yeah, yeah. What is the best bar to see live music? And it probably changes from night to night, but what's your favorite bar to see live music in? Man, probably uh, there's a cool club called the Exit Inn. You know, uh, they have more, uh, you know, like, <laughs> like shows there. Where a lot of places downtown, you know, they have uh, they have bands, you know, like every four hour and four hour shifts, basically, you know, ten to two, two to six, uh, and into the night. But um, the exit in is just a really cool room, you know, and it's been there uh, maybe since the seventies, I think, and uh, like everybody from like Jimmy Buffett to like Steve Martin. And like, I think the Pixies, uh, you know, it's kind of famous. They have like the wall of fame, you know? And so, uh, I've seen some great shows in there, man, you know? And so that, that would be my recommendation is to, to find a cool show at that place. You would say that's better than spring water. Uh, man, I, I love spring water, you know? Uh, 
been playing there since uh, since high school, man. You know, seems yeah. like the same for us. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> we man, we should try and uh, get something going at the exit in when you guys come back through Nashville. Yeah, we'd love That'd to, man. Amazing, we'd love man. to. That's a cool spot, man. I love the spring water though, too, man. You know, I think we're, I think we're good with spring water. Yeah, well, you know, spring water is what it is, man. You know, but it's it's a cool spot, you know. Yeah, uh, we had some good times there. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Warren, we There's never played there with you, but uh, now that you have your whole dart game on board, they do have darts there at Springwater. Oh, right. Yeah, I just, yeah. I, nice. I just want to see about opting in for like the you know ten or eleven o'clock set instead of the like twelve thirty one o'clock in the morning set. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Getting stuck with that like last performance slot <laughs> sucks, dude. Yeah, on like you a know? Thursday or something. Yeah, like. right. Yeah, yeah. They're like one of those places that has yeah. live music till two thirty in the morning. Like we know nights a week or whatever. It, yeah, I've, I've gotten stuck with that last slot more times than I can remember. You know, <laughs> but uh, it's uh, you know, like I said, it is what it is. I think they call it the uh, Springwater Supper Club. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and Chris is saying that they're a block from each other. What's that now? Is that Chris? Chris in the chat was saying that they're a block from each other. It's uh, Chris, all super close. No, Chris was saying that the uh, exit in and the basement east. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. Are, are oh, yeah. The basement each other, east yeah. is great. I, I think mm-hmm. they're rebuilding that because it kind of got messed up in that uh, big yeah. tornado that rolled yeah. through. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, yeah. So, same thing with five spot, right? That got messed up pretty good too, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bummer, man. I know it, man. It was that tornado kind of ripped right through uh, East Nashville, more so. You know, like it missed Midtown. I think it kind of missed downtown, but somehow swerved and worked its way around into East Nashville. Yeah. You know, so, unfortunately. How often? Again, you've lived in Nashville. Your whole life, how long? How often have you? How often have there been tornadoes in that like downtown Nashville area? Is that a frequent thing, or is that like not? Is that was that a one-off? Like, it doesn't happen very often. Man, I, I think I've seen maybe. Well, I remember like maybe maybe three or four. You know, since since I since I can remember, you know what I mean. Um, so I mean, I, it doesn't really happen all that often, you, you know, but. Uh, I mean, when it does, man, it's like wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean that. I mean, it's it's shockingly, you know, powerful, you know. But uh, where where I live in Midtown, uh, I always hear the tornado sirens for uh, Vanderbilt University, and then like Belmont University is real close, and they blow their, you know, tornado warning sirens uh, often. Damn. You know? And so. Uh, uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of warnings, I guess, but not so many tornadoes, you know. But I guess when they do strike, it's 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 pretty bad, you know. Yeah, better be safe than sorry for sure. Yeah. Right? Yeah, no doubt, man. All right, best music store probably uh, a place called Corner Music. Um, it's out there, uh, actually, right across the street from uh, Prince's Hot Chicken. You know, and it's excellent. You can have a day. (laughs) You could plan your whole afternoon, man. Lunch, music store. Uh, Maybe, maybe get you a hooker down there. uh, (laughs) There you go. (laughs) It's a a great little Sunday. One stop shop. (laughs) Support Um, the local economy, y'all. Yeah. (laughs) 
that's what that area kind of used to be known for, you know, like, uh, but, uh, the, uh, uh, corner music has been there for, uh, I, I think maybe since the seventies, you know, I've been going there since I was in high school and, um, it's uh it's it's great man you know it's uh they got a little bit of everything you know everything except drums i should say you know i hate this music store <laughs> I, know, <laughs> I know right they they used Lame. to be partnered with a cool drum shop called forks drum closet oh yeah, yeah, yeah. you know and uh so th- those were like the you know the two spots that a lot of your like you know uh professional players and stuff would use you know which is pretty cool man you know so yeah all right, and the best karaoke spot. Ooh. Ooh. We're doing past or present? Present. I, uh, no present one gets karaoke. to answer this question except Clint. I don't know why everyone's <laughs> raising their hand. I'm, 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 I'm just wanting to know what he's going to say. I don't know what he's going to say, too. I've never been to a whole lot of karaoke spots. So, Robert, you look like you had a, a good. Oh, no, 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 no. We already know our answer. So that's, Clint has to answer. answer. Uh, <laughs> uh, we don't want to answer. We want you to answer. Man, I'm trying to think. Uh, I've, I've, I've only been to a couple of karaoke spots, and I mean, it's been like years since, okay. since, I, since I went to one, you know. Uh, and I think I was pretty uh, intoxicated when I was there. When I, you know, when we went, you know, so I couldn't even tell you where the hell I was. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that is the best time to do karaoke. Absolutely. Yeah, pretty much. What's yeah. happening? Where am I? <laughs> Kiss from a rose? What? Fuck yeah, let's go. What's, what song do you want me to sing right now? <laughs> hey. Can it, but can it be the Beastie Boys? <laughs> Maybe do some islands in the stream. Ooh, yeah, that's the quintessential yeah. Nashville karaoke song. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> what? Where would you guys say would be the best karaoke spot? Santa's. We've done a lot of karaoke. Yeah. Santa's. Santa, yeah. I forgot about Santa's. Yeah. Although, uh, Lonnie's at the end of the night when you're the only people in there and it's just you and like the person that's hosting the karaoke <laughs> and the bartenders is phenomenal because. You're just singing for the staff and keeping them entertained because they are literally scheduled for a certain amount of time. So if it's not you, it's the the karaoke, the KJ, just singing to an empty room if nobody's there. Ah, which is right, super right. fun because you can just go up and just be like, "Yeah, like what do I want to do? Like, Boom, there you go. I got you. Come on." <laughs> I forgot about Santa's Pub, man. Santa's That's fun. a good spot too. You know. It's just fun because it's got such a, like a weird feel to it. It's like all in a like a double wide almost. <laughs> yeah, I think it's two double wides glued together, isn't it? Or, or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah. Uh, like uh, you park in the dirt and stuff like that. There's no. Yeah, <laughs> it just right. like in the middle of nowhere. Right. <laughs> if you and guys it's got that same food thing, the bologna sandwiches and stuff mm. like that. The kind of like you know. <laughs> yeah. I think can you can you still smoke in there too? Yep. Yeah. yeah, that's a rare thing in Nashville now, man. You know, just there in Stillwater. Yeah, oh, spring, yeah. spring water. Yeah, spring water, I'm sorry. You can still smoke in the supper club, which is nice to know. You know, <laughs> I can smoke with my uh, spaghetti and meatballs. You know, <laughs> I can smoke my brisket. Yeah. Uh, is there any other secret parts of Nashville that people don't know about that they need to know about? Hmm. 
Do you guys have any? Do you f- ever frequent the diner downtown? Yeah. It's like Fourth and Demumbrian. No. Have we go? Yeah, I've never been there though. I mean, oh. I've heard it's great though. You know. And they serve booze all night, I think. No, well, not all night. They stop oh. at they stop <laughs> at three o'clock and they start at four o'clock. So, oh, okay. But in the meantime, you can get like oysters, Rockefeller, and be on the sixth floor, like looking out over the convention center and shit in downtown Nashville. That was That's that was always cool. my spot. Like at the end of the night, like we'd end there, and after the bars are closing, you walk over to the diner, you get a burger, you get some chili fries or whatever, maybe some sushi if you're feeling adventurous, and then uh, <laughs> oh. grab one more drink and order chili fries and sushi. <laughs> and they've got this they've got this balcony on the sixth floor, so it's a six story diner, right? And like one of the floors is is uh, like a whole restaurant and like steakhouse. They got like the quintessential diner with the display with all the cakes and pies and shit. And, you know, you can get your Sunday on the ground floor and stuff. And then on the sixth floor, they've got this little balcony that's maybe like six feet wide. And then whatever the hypotenuse is for a triangle to get out to a point. And, uh, and that's the smoking patio up there. So you're just out there meeting like all these random people from all over the world that are in Nashville and shit. It's one of my favorite places to go. I always end up going with uh, our buddy uh, from Nashville, Clay Evans, um, whenever I'm out there on, on business and stuff. And we'll just end up meeting after one of his gigs at, at the diner and shit and in the middle of the night and catch up for a little bit and then go home and figure out whatever the fuck we're going to do in the morning. <laughs> but, I got to check that place out. I've always heard good things about it, you know. It's rad, man. Like, the the sixth floor is where it's at, though, because you got the whole skyline, and they've got a full, like, island bar in the middle and stuff for it, so. Yeah, yeah. It's cool, man. Always oh, a cast of characters there, you know, late night. Yeah. Right, right, yeah, yeah. And that's only been there for a, a few years. I mean, not, not even five years, I don't yeah, think. Yeah. I think it's relatively new, you mm-hmm. know. Um, a six-story restaurant, man, is pretty. Uh, it's an interesting idea, you know. Yeah. Well, on that note, let is let us let us let let us listen to you guys' new single from Stone Senate. Okay. Yeah. The, uh, the fireman, and uh, we'll wrap up the podcast on that note. Uh, we'll we'll say bye after the song, so we can talk about it a little bit. But let's listen to that. Yeah. Here it is, the fireman by Stone Senate. They call me the fireman That's my name Making my rounds all over town Putting out old flames Well, everybody like to have a water Call me the fireman 
you guys sounds Thank amazing you, uh, i appreciate you guys spinning it on that dope. <laughs> thank you very much man that was cool to to, to do up like that you know what i mean yeah, so, yeah. Was, uh, definitely has that chugging awesome vibe i haven't heard the original track so now i want to go back and listen to the original <laughs> to see how you guys did this spin so, but yeah so who's doing that solo break is that james or uh, James did the first one, and then Perfect. Ted did like the second half. Nice, you know, nice. Yeah. Those are some insane guitar players you have, man. They're oh, fucking man. unbelievable, man. <laughs> oh my they're, god, they're um, great, man. It's a, uh, it's, it's a, uh, it's a lot of fun, man, to uh, play with those guys. You yeah, know? So, I love watching those guys. I, love, I mean, I love watching all you guys perform, but but obviously, you know, just getting to see those guys play and, and do what they do is, is so great. Well, we feel the same way about you guys, man. <laughs> Honestly, and by the way, congratulations on the new record, man. That's some well, great stuff, dude. Thank absolutely, you. absolutely. We got to hear, let's see, at least one of the new songs down in um, Lafayette. That's, yeah, that was uh, that was really cool, man. Thanks for being in the video. Now, yeah, yeah. That, was a lot of, that was a great video. That's a great idea, man, for quarantine <laughs> video. You know what I mean? That's awesome. That was really cool. Everyone's running out of ideas because all of them just look like this. It's just a bunch of squares on the screen. <laughs> Not much else you can do. Right. <laughs> Circles on screens. That's what we need. That's right. Oh, like, yeah, that yeah. might be enough. Changing to, the game. Oh, wow, this is something new. <laughs> Uh, that's right. Well, hey, Clint, thank you so much for being here with us. Yeah, thank, thank you. Brother. I, it was Great awesome to talk to you and uh, catch up with everything. 
I greatly appreciate the uh, the invitation to come join you guys and have some drinks, man, and, yeah, and of stuff. It's always great to see you guys, man. And uh, I look forward to uh, to playing soon, uh, play some more shows soon with you guys. You know, likewise, more music and more Jaeger, bro. Hey, amen on that. Yeah, Maybe man. Free ball. <laughs> <laughs> right. On. Well, thank you everyone everyone for listening and tuning in this evening. Thank you guys for having me. Well. It's been a pleasure. Yeah.